nine burger joint. Very good place. Get the, uh, I got like the, the, what did I get that day? I think I got the breakfast burger thing that comes with like the, the egg and the burger and all that kind of stuff. I can't remember. Uh, we were pretty, we were pretty out of it that day too. There's actually a really good Cuban bakery right across the street from the Walmart right here on 441. Okay. okay. Uh, it's called Miramar Cuban Bakery. <sighs> love it, love it, love it. I fucking, I'd be Uber eating breakfast from there. Oh, what's the, what's mornings. the, what's a good breakfast for you? Man, it's a tough question. Right? Okay, it just depends okay, on so the day, doesn't it? Someday a bowl of cereal will do it. When you say <laughs> right, yeah, but when you say a good breakfast, you mean like a homemade breakfast, or you mean just like what is my preferred way, like in a, in a perfect scenario to start the day? Like a Saturday, Sunday afternoon, assuming you have the day off, mm. uh, you know, and you're just like, man, I'm kind of hungry, or not afternoon. I guess it's breakfast morning. So morning yeah. So you're thinking, uh, I'm hungry. What? Uh, <clears throat> I would probably say. Uh, I honestly, dude, I'm a fucking sucker for croissant, which is for Burger mm, King. They're so good. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> Number one with the iced coffee. Woo! I'll fuck that shit up. That's like my ideal That's breakfast. Bob, as the kids say. I, although it's the worst, you know, it's like health-wise. <laughs> yeah, health-wise. I'm like, I always tell people, don't bring health into a food debate. Because I'm like, those are two different, uh, you know, those are two different topics right there. You know, I'm like, does it taste good or not? That's what we're really talking about. Because I always tell people, I'm like, is Five Guys not the best burger or what? I, you know what, and dude? Like, before oh, before we get into this. Too greasy. Welcome to episode 109 of The Throne. What up, what up, what up, what up? I'm joined by Alazar once again. What up, big, what up, big folks? How's everybody doing at home? How's hey, man. Home? That, you I know missed what? you Let's guys. See, this is the first time I'm trying this. Round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, for Alazar. Oh, thank, thank you, folks. You're far <laughs> too kind. You're far <laughs> oh, too kind. Grab the seat. Drop Grab a seat. Put your tits away. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Fade, fade that out. Fade that thank out. You, thank right, you. Right, thank you. Right. Thank you. I appreciate the love, ladies and gentlemen. No, yes. but um, Alazar, you're a podcaster like me. You've been on the show before, <laughs> and uh, I got a new little gadget here. That uh, I mean, we I could love to to go on and on about if you wanna if you wanna delve into that real quick though. Please what, do, James Bond. What, I love the is, new gadget. What is your ideal breakfast before oh, we move on? Pan con steak. Really, a steak in the morning? That's what you fuck with? Pan con steak. Oh yeah, bro. I mean, to be honest, I I, I know I wake up pretty late on the weekends. I wake, not late. I wake up around eleven, twelve o'clock. So normally it's a little different around that time, I guess. But first thing in the morning, oh man, I don't know. I guess a croissant and just. Just a croissant sandwich, like a, like a, but just eggs and stuff. I don't do the whole. I try not to. If it's not the punk on steak, I try to save the meat. I try to save that because I think that's the, you know, I, then I get too heavy. Then I get too heavy. I don't, yeah, man. You know, and the croissant already is like a fucking brick. Yeah, yeah. The croissant, the croissant is already a lot. But um, I always thought like I've had like a steak in the morning, steak and eggs or whatever, and I just kind of feel like it's just out of place. I always feel like a jerk after. I'm like, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> right, right. A steak at eight in the morning. I mean, oof. Yeah. But uh, no, I hear you, man. It's delicious. I, I always like steak. I just I can't do it before like noon. Well, you know what? They cut the the, the steak so thin for that sandwich that really it becomes like more lettuce and tomato than anything. And I don't even like lettuce and tomato like oh, that. Oh, I, I don't mind that. I love. Yeah, it. I'm a fucking fatty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I, I'm I'm a, I'm a sucker for just double cheeseburger. Uh, I like all that too. <laughs> speaking of speaking of that though, Five Guys, mm. I I vehemently deny Five Guys vehemently, and as, I have a story that I can cite as to why I vehemently oppose and uh, deny Five Guys in all ways. Are you allergic to peanuts? No, I'm not. Okay. No, and I understand. You know, th- that's a cute little thing they do. They got little peanuts around, so you, while you're waiting in line, whatever. Well, they also fry the French fries in peanut oil. Ah, okay. That's why they taste like shit. 
Well, Chick-fil-A doesn't no, too, so... Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just joking. I actually like their fries. They're a little greasy, but I, I actually do like their fries. They just give you too much. It's too expensive. But, uh, no, my gripe with them lies from this experience that I had. Now, let me tell you about this experience. It was uh, a while ago. I was driving already, though, so I must have been 17 or 18. And uh, me and my friend Marcelo go to Five Guys uh, over in Pembroke Pines by Pembroke Lakes Mall. I may or may not live around there. Right. That so, may that may or may not be the one I go to all the time. Well, that's the five guys that I went to, right? And uh, we go there. It's two of us, two double cheeseburgers. I might have got like a double bacon cheese. Ooh. Uh, and, uh, you know, the fries, drink, the whole works. It was like 25 bucks for like the both of us, which was, to me, two burgers <laughs> One fry that we decided, because we knew it was going to be a paper bag full of fries. Oh, yeah. And uh, two drinks. I'm like, man, 25 bucks for that? That's a lot. Uh, so whatever. Eat the food. It's good. You feel me? I, I, I scarf it down. Just not worth the price, you're saying? No. Uh, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. Oh. Uh, and then we go to leave said establishment. Oh, no. And uh, as I get in the car, like before I even leave the plaza, like I'm, I'm reversing. I got to stop in the same plaza to get out to go to Walgreens to take a shit. So how that's amazing. How am I gonna eat your double cheese and then I don't even leave the plaza? <laughs> what did you eat before? <laughs> not don't worry about what I ate before. It has nothing to do with what I ate before. Doesn't it? I don't even eat I don't even leave the plaza you, and I gotta take a shit. If you're inputting food into a place you've already got food, aren't you pushing out what you had from before? Listen, man, we're getting into the the, the poop science. We're getting into the <laughs> poop into science the Pacifics of it. The pac- and, and I don't want to, I don't want to go that deep into this. So let's not worry about what I had before. We're gonna blame it on five guys. That means he ate something crazy before. And then and maybe it did. Maybe, I don't remember. Is my point exactly? <laughs> I don't really remember. Yeah, exactly. But the point is, I don't even leave the plaza, and I gotta take a shit, right? So leave wall. You know, stop at a Walgreens, destroy that bathroom. Whoever had to clean, I'm sorry. Walgreens there. And uh, <laughs> then we go to that Barnes and Noble, like across the street down. To the read a street. book afterwards. <laughs> after the, after. The you feel me? It's like, yo, I, I might like, need a magazine with me next time, shit. you know? Yeah. So we go there, I'm Gotta chilling, and dog, I'm talking about, we're probably, at, you know how close the Barnes & Nobles is, so it's Down probably, after we leave the Walgreens, we're probably there in like five minutes or so. About ten, to say five minutes, depend, yep. Depends on the, how many traffic lights, if, if we caught any, and... uh and there, I gotta take another shit, man. So come on, dude. We're talking about two shits in the vicinity of the sandwich. What'd you have on the sandwich? You said you got the I extra said a double bacon. bacon. No, I said I didn't say nothing about extra. You see what you're trying to do? I thought double bacon to, means extra. No, I, double is in two meat patties and then oh. bacon. Damn, dog. Oh, you, oh, oh, fuck, a double cheeseburger with, with bacon? bacon? Yeah. I thought you double said double bacon. bacon. Cheese, I heard double a bacon. Double bacon cheeseburger. I, I, I thought it was like, give me more bacon. Double what do bacon. I do, what do I call that then? How the do baconator. I say? The, the <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't want extra the bacon. The rich man's baconator, because, yeah, I guess, you know, Wendy's and then Five Guys would be like two different price zones, I guess. Yeah, the price zones are. It's like, yeah. do you want to go to Chipotle or you want to go to Pollo? <laughs> So well, Chipotle, you end up with E. coli, so you might, you might end up in the same shit situation. Damn, dog. Yeah, how you going to put some respect on po- um, Poyo's... Wait, no, you said Chipotle. Chipotle, Chipotle. Put some respect on Chipotle's name, dog. I've, I've been eating Chipotle for 10 years. So. Be- because of that? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, no. I used to, I said I've been eating there for 10 years, but oh, I, okay. I stopped I after the said, E. coli. Are thing. you serious? Yeah. It was well, just too did, many. You got the carnitas? Uh, I avoided the pork, dude. I just I'm, I I'm not a I don't pork eat, guy. I, well, it's not that I can't eat pork. I don't eat pork because where I come from, we just don't eat, eat pigs. Right? But, sure, sure. So, so only the beef uh, but and that's, chicken. That's what I think had it though was the pork. 
Was it? I thought, oh, okay. I, thought, I, thought, I don't think it was the steak. I don't, I don't, think, it I don't steak. think it was the chicken. I'm okay, pretty okay. sure it was the pork. I'm just saying, man. I I I swear by Chipotle. I like They're Chipotle. Goddamn good. I like it. And I, I love recently. that episode that South Park did when oh, they went fucking ziplining and the, the fucking. I didn't see that. I missed all hey, that. Yo, I haven't watched South Park in. in, in They're doing their years. fucking extravaganza. They're. they're I, I heard there's a new South Park. They're dropping. special. Wow. They're Corona Is it tonight? Special. Yeah, it's tonight. Because I, wow, it's probably people are airing excited. at like ten or ten thirty. Wow, that's so, that's intense. That's intense. What the hell have they been up to this whole time? I I think they've been like on a hiatus, you know, because it, it's hard to to film stuff or, hard to be or South get Park in the these studio. Days. But I've seen that video where they did a an episode. They wrote it, recorded it, edited it, and, and everything in seven days. Oh, they just dial it in. Yeah, they just phone it in. I love it. I love it. They're good at what they do, though. Yeah. And they work quickly. They've always worked quickly. I mean, I remember watching some behind-the-scenes stuff from, like, the beginning of the show. And it's just amazing. It's just a bunch of construction paper-looking stuff that they used to just yeah. cut out and really move it around like that. It was just amazing. Yeah, I've always uh, been impressed with people who can do stuff like that, Well, you know, whether it's claymation or... Uh, Stop-motion stuff, like, like wow. kind of... Even if it's basic, like South Park, you know, it still takes a lot of work. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work, you know? Uh, and they do the voices for the majority of the characters, I think. The two guys, Trey Park and Matt Stone. So I love that kind of thing. Trey I just Stone wonder... Matt Park, I don't know, one of the two. There's two. I have two trains of thought when it comes to those kind of things. You know, people that do all the voices. Number one, I think it's cool. Number two, I'm like... How much money are you just keeping for yourself? Like that's you fine with me, man. I, I, that's great. Uh, to me, I just wonder. I'm like, hmm, nobody else could play these other parts. You just it's like, did you make? Did they make up the characters? It's just a really weird thing. I'm I think like, it's hmm. it's just that thing where, like I said, they can crank it out in seven days. I guess I look at yeah. I guess maybe it's that too. Less people to pay, less people to work on, less direction to give, less editing to do. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure, man. I mean, if it's you know, do you? If you write a guitar part, is it going to be easier for you to bring someone in and teach them the part and tell them what you want out of the part and like the tone and the feel you want, or is it easier to just sit there and do it yourself? I mean, ultimately, that depends on who you're bringing into the studio. But but still, if you're bringing in top quality, you know, if you got budgets, because budgets, I, they got budgets. That's where I draw the line. When you got budgets, I get annoyed. That's my that's my big gripe with music videos and stuff these days. When I see budgets and TV shows, podcasts with budgets. That just sound and look terrible. Like, that's my all right. Well, that, that's, next, that's the next topic. We'll get to the next. Well, that's, that's the thing topic. is that's my uh, podcast. My podcast frustration. That's I one of my topics today. I hear you. Well, I think that with specifically with South Park, you know, when they started early, like you said, they probably didn't have a budget and they were doing it all themselves. So they recorded all these different voices themselves, Facts. and then Facts. they get to the big time and they're still doing it themselves because it's like. Right now with the podcast, I mean, let's say I, I do get some kind of budget or sponsors or whatever. If I feel like I can still edit and record and book and do all that stuff myself, then why would I bring someone in? Like if the operation hasn't gotten too big that I can't handle it, I don't see why I would feel the need to bring anyone in. So maybe that's just how it is for them. It's a tough. They feel like they can handle it. They've never had a problem. They're on like season 18, 19 or some crazy shit. So. I just feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm completely with you. You know what? A few years ago, I was on the same wave. I think just where I'm at right now in my life, maybe I'm really focused on building a team and in, in all aspects of my life, you know, because I feel like it's the one thing you could do it yourself for so long. And some people get really good at that because, I mean, some people, they have to do it by themselves. You know, like uh, DJ Academics, I follow him a lot. You know, he started everything he did that by guy. himself. That guy. You know, he's a character. He's a character. I'm not, he's, I'm not a big fan of his stuff these days. No, nah, he's... he's 
I want to like him, man, but he's just so easy to hate sometimes. Like these days, I've seen the discussions that he's done with like Adam Twenty Two, like they're, oh, them yeah. getting into it, and Selena Powell, and this, that, and the that third. That was stupid. That was a dumb. And it's thing just like Adam, yo, Adam, 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 yo, yeah. Adam. <laughs> like, oh my god, hey, yo! Like, a lot he, of people are he, thinking he's. It's like it was down. like the debate. It was like the debate. It was like the debate. I, I caught a glimpse do, of it. Yesterday. Do we not even want to go there? Uh, I don't. I'm not a political cat, so I got. I don't have much to say about it. It's just I. I was really interested in watching it to get an idea of their of their policies and things because I, I, I don't it was keep up. Be like well, entertaining at least. It was a fucking. Oh, it was. Shit show. I thought it was entertaining. No, nah, I couldn't sit through more than ten minutes. Well, you know, we're, you're, you're onto something because we didn't watch it for more than that. But it, those ten minutes were entertaining for me. I just couldn't hear anything. I just right. felt I was just very annoyed. I'm like, bro, like I'm, I actually want to hear you guys talk. <laughs> like nobody's. It was just an interrupt fest, and it was very. No one got any any kind of point across. Like, do they not connect to mixers? Like, is nobody monitoring the mixer? Could nobody just turn the mic down for a well, second? Or they just. I don't know. Actually, you know, that'd be it's a too good rude. question. But I think there's. It, it, they're literally next to each other, so they'd probably just talk over each other anyway. Yeah, true. I, I don't watch presidential debates. Is the moderator always sitting below everybody? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they need to raise his ass up a little bit because... Yeah, uh, especially if there's no one there. It's yeah. A, it's weird if there's no crowd there behind him. And if they're looking down at you, it's so much easier to talk over him like they like well, Trump mostly did, but, you know. Yeah, it was a fucking shit show. Um, anyway, but yes. I, 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 I honestly... What'd you think of it? kind of... I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where you look at it and you, I'm just surprised that this is really the timeline we're living in right now. <laughs> to me, it seemed too obvious that it was just to drive up viral views. I was like, this is too... And it was obviously mostly on, on, on Trump's end. I was just like, I was just like, you're... I don't know. It was like, it was just like, a. it was like they were trying to go viral on purpose. I was like, you guys have seen, these people are old. They've seen debates. They know how this thing works. They know what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and they definitely that that that's one thing I, I'll give uh, Trump is he doesn't do anything by the book. Because yeah, if you can give him anything, like he went totally opposite of what it, it wasn't a debate. Like I have a hard time even calling it a debate. It was like it was a roast fest. Two grown kids arguing. <laughs> like, yeah, it was some weird. I did. I, I saw I've the never, shut up. Man. I've ne- yeah, I've never seen a president tell an, or a presidential candidate tell another presidential candidate to shut up. Like yeah, with that man, is calling nuts. Man. Yeah, like shut up, man. <laughs> like come on, like, dude. Wow. Hey, yo, like that you but. Didn't he call him number two or something, right? Like, I don't know. That, there was some, like, he said something like, number one, you got here, or number two. And then he was like, you're a number two. I I, so, somebody somebody <laughs> yeah. told me somebody told me that today. I was yeah, like, I didn't hear that bit. Two. And then he's like, my wife's been calling me a number two all, all day because of that. What? <laughs> I'm just, just, <laughs> I'm just like, yo. yo, that is fucking funny, man. That's the thing is like. It is funny. See, it's a guy. It's, a it's fucking funny. That's the thing, dude. Like. The, he calls him Sleepy Joe. Like, come on, dude. It's amazing. Sleepy, Sleepy Joe, Joe is a fucking hysterical name. Like, it's so funny. But uh, brilliant. It it really just doesn't do anything good for the country as a whole. Yeah, it's a mockery of the whole establishment or the of the whole system, which I, mean. I usually don't have a problem with. Man, the establishment's Same. fucking silly. Yeah, yeah fuck. We more. should mock it. You know what I mean? I agree. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just a shame that for the people that are actually trying to take it seriously, they don't even get a good show out of it. You know, I'm just like, oh, like I felt all the people that were interested yeah, were just like, so disappointed. I felt like the Hillary Trump debates were a lot more like they got actually kind of accomplished a lot more. You know, they got their chance to talk and it's like under crowd reactions and stuff like that. And I feel like it got a lot more done. And I don't think it's going to be the only one. 
No, I don't think so. I think they're going to do a part two and three. I'm excited for the, the sequels. But they... Be- <laughs> <laughs> so it's more... It's, I feel like it's going to be like the prequels of Star, <laughs> of Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's going to be excited and it's not really going to be what you thought it's going to be. And that's exactly how I feel now with this first one. Too much green screen on both yeah, ends, if yeah. you know what I'm saying. Bring back the midgets and costumes. It's true. I mean, can you imagine how hard... I mean, shout out to those dudes cause, uh, in Star Wars because they, really they, they really did a lot with nothing. I mean, to do all that... They had, you know, to it's do all that It's just something acting, about practical effects, man. It's charming. I mean, it's, but also for the actors, like, at least you have something to work with. You have some sort of reaction. If, if the director is just telling you, all right, now he's going to be looking at you, just give me a bit of emotion... It's like what? Yeah, yeah. That's I can't put myself in the shoes. Pretend of like, like you're holding him. It's like what? Like like uh, those scenes in Fight Club when he realizes he's Tyler Durden. He was doing mm. everything by himself the whole time. You know what? I have bad experiences with Fight Club. I had somebody. My stepbrother tried to like get me to watch Fight Club, and he okay. just like annoyed me with it. To be like, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. And uh, he was annoying me so much that I just didn't pay attention while we, while we were watching it. And then I just never wanted to watch it again. I hear you. Sometimes. You know, there's movies that, you know, when someone tries to force it on you, it makes it not fun. Yeah, it's especially when you're like 12. Really. When you're like 12. Yeah, it's not like really the movie to, to get into at that age. Like, I didn't watch it till till I was an adult. Like, I don't watch it till mm-hmm. I was like 19 or 20. Oh, I get you. Because uh, it never really interested me when I was a kid. Like, I, I used to see it in Blockbuster and stuff. And I used the to soap. see it. Yeah, the yeah, cover. yeah, 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 yeah. And the video game for it, for the PS2, oh, I used to see it. was a video that. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, that's mainly what I saw because, you know, the movie came game? out in the 90s. Rockstar? No, no, no. It was an awful game. Okay. Yeah, no wonder yeah. nobody remembers it fondly. I don't want to blame this company because they made some <laughs> good games, but maybe it was THQ. Hmm. I don't I don't know though. Honestly, it doesn't matter. They were too busy with the wrestling catch. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. Like that I don't want to blame them cuz they made the SmackDown versus Raw stuff and those games were great. Oh man, that was a great those are great games. Yeah, I love from the beginning, dude. SmackDown versus Raw the first one and then 2006 when they added the titles and you could fight for the titles whenever you want. I think I played 06. Was that the one that had Vince on the cover? No, that the, 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 that was the first one. Oh, okay, I played that one. That was the first. The uh, 06 was uh, John Cena and Batista. I did. I think I did play that one. Fucking I, great. And then 07 was Triple H on the turnbuckle. I think I was. That's all- the first one where you could hop over the barrier and go into like the crowd, like oh, backstage man. area type shit. I was, did you ever play the? I'm sorry to keep it. No, 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 no. You're not. You're not. You're the not. the SmackDown games. Here comes the pain. That was my next point. That's exactly where I was going to. Is because that I played a lot of the SmackDown games. Yes. So when I got to the SmackDown versus Raw, I wasn't really into it. I fell off after the first three or two. But uh, I I had SmackDown just bring it the first one. Just bring it was with phenomenal. the Rock. Oh, yeah, man. And that the, was the, phenomenal. So many backstage areas, and you could fight in Times Square. Here comes the pain. Was just the best. Yeah. And it was either that one or Shut Your Mouth because they were both really Shut your mouth. really and, good. And Here Comes the Pain were both really good so in that good. department. The Times Square one yeah, where you could yeah. go out that, and you that climb was Shut up. Your mouth. Bro, that one was so good. And they good. had Jeff Hardy and they had like so, the, That's the one with Lesnar on the wrestlers. cover, right? Yeah. And here Comes the Pain is yep. Lesnar. Uh, shut yeah. your mouth is the rock with uh, his hand out. It so It's so funny because like all of the phrases are is, those were all the Rock's phrases, aren't they? I Shut your so. mouth is the Rock. Yeah, Just yeah, bring sure. it as the Rock. And well, because he was on SmackDown for a while. Like, he was the, face of, the face of SmackDown. I think he started SmackDown. Did he? 
I think so. Shit, I gotta, I gotta look back into the wrestling. Th- dog, you know what, dude? If I'm wrong about that, I'm gonna sound so silly to these wrestling fans, especially <laughs> Joe. Shout out to Joe if you're listening. Well, I mean, the name itself is it makes it. I could, I can't blame you because the name is called SmackDown. Yeah, so, yeah. he lays the SmackDown yeah. on people. You feel so me? So it makes complete sense. Yeah, I'm, I sense. think I think it was that. I think uh, either that or did you watch WCW by any chance? No, I was too young. Because they had uh, by the time I grew like I didn't start watch wrestling till till like oh four. Oh, I get you. Well, because the thing is, when SmackDown happened, is because on Thursdays there was their WCW had another show on Thursdays, so they were actually competing with WCW at that time. WCW had Nitro, and then on Thursdays they Nitro. would have Nitro. Yeah, I heard about that. Yes, and on Thursdays I think it was Thursday Night Thunder or something Thursday like that. Thursday Night SmackDown. Well, well, they had Thunder first. WCW did the Thursday thing, and then WWF at the time was trying to compete with them on Thursdays as well. So they came out with the SmackDown thing, and that's probably why the Which Rock the went over thing. there. And then who who's the face of uh, Raw? Was it was it Triple H? Was time, it Stone Cold? It was probably Triple H or Shawn Michaels or Stone Cold, one of them dudes. Probably all of them. Yeah, right. Yes. I mean, oof. Raw was just the yeah, Raw was the show though, man. Yeah, I, Monday Night Raw, Raw's War. I loved it, man. I've, I've been really wanting to watch through some of that old wrestling stuff. It's just so much. It's so much. Did you ever get the chance to to go see them live? No. Oh man, dude, I, I got to go. Uh, I've seen. I've I've been to three live shows. I went to Sick. SmackDown, like a live, like a you know, like a live show, not like a recording. Yeah, the like house a, shows. They call a it. house show. Yes, uh, it was in the Dominican Republic. So That's the coolest thing on the freaking planet. Undertaker was there. Oh, uh, sick. The three amigos, the dudes that came out on the lawnmowers and shit. I forgot their names. Uh, That's so L- fucked Los, up. Los, what? Los, uh, fuck, man. I think it was. The three amigos no, that no, came no, out no, on no, the lawnmower. <laughs> the three on amigos the is, is Eddie Guerrero's uh, finisher, the, the three suplexes and shit. But these guys. Uh, oh, wow. The there were some Mexican dudes that were out in the early two thousands, man. I forgot On what their fucking names. Lawnmowers, so the, the the M's or so, something that starts with an M, some shit like that. And they Can't were there. Uh, Mr. Kennedy was there. I, I think I caught a little. You bit remember of Mr. Kennedy? Kennedy? No, that was towards the end of my. He had the, he had the mic that came down and he no, did the oh, entrance. That sounds amazing. Oh no, I, I dude, he was him. such I a him. he was such a good heel. He was he was so in character <laughs> at this good, show. That's a good one. That uh, some some <laughs> little little Dominican dude had a. Uh, you know, a notebook, and he asked Mr. Kennedy for his autograph, dude. And he grabbed the notebook. He's like, oh, yeah, and he fucking chucked the notebook and chucked the pencil. Like, it was so good. That's I mean, I don't know how the guy the felt world. about it. Like, because he straight up chucked it, like, behind him. Like, I don't know where it went. That's amazing, dude. But it it was so in line with the character. and uh, I like that. That's that old school shit. Yeah, the Undertaker strobe lights and stuff. Like, it was so high. Well, even just but, that type of acting, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just be really pissing off the crowd, you know? Like, yeah. Do you ever hear these old stories about, like, back in the day, wrestlers used to get, like, stabbed because people would think that the thing was real? No. Yeah, bro. Like, back in the day, maybe, probably the 60s or 70s or something like that, or maybe a little later, but in the beginning, you know, it was a big deal for them. They call it kayfabe. I don't know if you've ever heard of that phrase or that word. Basically, that, that's, um, you don't break kayfabe, meaning, like, you... you Their character, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you I've know? heard that term, but I'm not exactly sure what it meant, but... I listen to a It's bunch basically of just their character, right? Pretty much, and you don't break it, you know, because if you break it, you expose the business and stuff or whatever, you know, and, and at that time, it was a big deal. So, yeah, so certain wrestlers, they would get stabbed on the way home or out of the, out of the, out of the arena, or they'd get beat up, or people would try that's to fight them. That's fucking crazy. Because they were told to really t- tell people it was for real, and re- people really thought they were assholes and doing all this crazy shit. Well, the thing is, is that when you have storylines that kind of blur the lines, Wait. like Lita and Matt Hardy. Well, that's Vince McMahon trying to take advantage. Edge, you know, and then 
you have a storyline where, oh, it's Lita's fucking Kane now. and <laughs> I forgot they, about they that. They were forcefully married and this and that. You remember that? I don't remember the where Lita was fucking Kane, but I do remember. Yeah, sure. Well, they forced. They made like he had like they had he he had like a match where like the winner got to marry her or some oh shit, and Kane won. So I they had this that. fucking bit where he was married to, to Lita. It was really really awkward. I remember the weird thing where Triple H got married to Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, where he went through the drive thru and she was like unconscious, passed or out. They're like in Vegas. Yeah, that you know what, man? It just shows you how far we've come, like as a culture. Like where that was just like, oh yeah, this is a kids show basically. <laughs> like well, this is where we're taking kids, like you know, to go with their Stone Cold, you know, That's Austin amazing. 316 shirts and shit. And like I said, I loved wrestling growing up. That I remember. Did you ever like? When did you stop watching? I guess is my I question. would say right around the time John Cena became popular. Motherfucker! I remember John Cena's I first. Loves John Cena. I remember John Cena. JC son. That's so. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Wow! I, I never, I never. I saw John Cena's first match ever. With the gel and the blue shorts. With the blue shorts against Kurt Angle the day where he just walked up into that ring and then yeah. gave him a good run for the money. Yeah. Uh, I remember Put that first show. I remember that day, bro. I was like, who's this guy? And like, I, I remember just making fun of his like, uh, making fun of the, 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 the turquoise shorts. shorts. Yeah. And I remember, dude, he, I, I, he was so dope that even in a, I thought he was so dope from that one day that when I was playing Just Bring It or whatever I was playing, I created him in the game. Oh, man. I created a John Cena and I got the tights, the turquoise, and the, I, I did the look. You know, like So you had, were a John Cena mark at first, dog. You didn't like him when he, he was went cool. mainstream, huh? Yeah, well, You're like a wrestling hipster. Well, uh, nah, man, all the kids like him. Nah, I can't like him. No, man. I just thought that the I thought the Mark Wahlberg angle was really annoying because <laughs> that's really what he is. What do you mean the Mark Wahlberg angle? So, uh, he's from Mass. He's from Mass, bro. Well, I think Mark Wahlberg might be too. But uh, no, he's from Boston, right? Well, you know, the uh, are you familiar with Marky Mark? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's rapper, the rapper person owner. Yeah, yeah, that's John Cena. Uh, I mean, I, that's what they did. I can see the comparisons. So they but literally they were, they remade were him. They were trying to make him more like a hood guy. This is the thing that I that I thought was silly. Fuck like Mar- I, Mark Wahlberg, by the way. Is what's what's wrong with well, Mark? Well, hopefully he's changed his ways. But yeah, he he did uh, he did get arrested for committing a hate crime on a Korean dude a long time ago. What? Yeah, or it was a Korean, uh, some Asian guy. Yeah, a, a, a certain a certain group of Asians. Yeah, he was part of a hate group and. He committed a hate crime and got arrested Yo, for it. Yeah. Breaking news. That was a long time ago and people changed. So hopefully he did. But yeah, fuck him. That's for crazy. That I never heard any kind of story like that about Marky Mark. Yep. But uh, no, I, I see what you're saying with the. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to get racist. Sued. Allegedly, da- hey, Alizar's views do not express the views of the Throne podcast. Just no, they express my views. And if you have a problem, please hit me up on Shut Up Let's Talk. And we'll, we'll, and, yeah. And, and, oh, dude, Marky Mark's going to come on your show. Oh, psh- That'd be great. I would love to. I would love to discuss what the hell happened there. I'm gonna call you a fucking homo on this fucking show. That'd be I'd, trying I, to say I killed some Asian guy. I huh? would love to pull up the footage, and, and 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 I'm sure it would look the other way around. What, but <laughs> was it really like that blatant? Like he uh, really, he really did this shit. There's evidence. And I everything? was for some odd reason I was looking up Mark Wahlberg at one point, and then I did hear that that was a thing that he did. That is so strange. I don't think that's just a, like a, a rumor or whatever. Like it's something that he actually had to like you know. I'm sure his publicists love to keep it on the hush. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's a lot of situations like that where... Like Beyonce at the Super Bowl. Oh, man, with that picture, right? Yeah, they tried to get... And they did a good job. If you look them up on Google, they're hard to find. 
Are you shitting me? Yeah. Look it up. The Beyonce Super Bowl. I saw it on Facebook the other day. I had to look through. Like you actually have to like look around and really you have to you actually have to actually <laughs> you really have scroll. To dig, huh? You have to really actually scroll Dude, through. That's the thing, man. They is made once it work. something is on the internet, it's not going nowhere, man. Yeah, like, they did a good job of trying. Reddit's not letting it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 4chan. I think it was 4chan that made it popular or some shit, ain't it? I don't know. I think it was just memes. I think it was just memes. Made it what popular? Sorry, that fucking Beyonce picture. Oh, I they're mean, like, it, it all once spoke. they figured out that she didn't like it, they're like, okay, we got to spam her with it or something. Pretty much, man. I guess so. It must. I'm, I'm assuming some shit like that must have happened because people, You're, the internet's not going to take that lightly. I think it's crazy that uh, someone like Beyonce, who's like looked at, at, you know, Queen, this, that, and the third, and you know, for one of the hottest no women, uh, you know, on the planet. I'm not going to say for no reason, but. Too much hype. Too much hype. She For don't deserve. Sure. She don't deserve all. That. Fine. She doesn't. But I'm saying that, like, Sorry. the fact. No, no, you're good. The fact that uh, she felt the need to go so hard on this fucking picture that's on the internet is like, wow. Even Beyonce is like insecure about certain shit. She must be so. Like, I'm wondering what. Only someone who's super insecure about it would do something like go out to the length. Of, I mean, true. she's loaded. She's gorgeous. She's got everything you could imagine going for her, and she still feels like she needs to. Yeah, I'm sure it costs money. That shit doesn't yeah, just yeah, whatever. Yeah. That she felt like she needed to drop X amount of money to try and get lawyers and this and that or whoever to take down these pictures because yeah. she didn't like how she looked in it. Like that's so vain and so like petty. I'm with you there, and at the end of the day, it was Insecure. only one, and it was only one performance out of like a billion that she's done in her life, where she, for some odd reason, was making these really weird gladiator faces. <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking, Beyonce? Why are you making these? Fa- Yo, we. It's in the moment, dude. I, it was as Sasha a drummer, Fierce. It wasn't a, her. It was Sasha Fierce. As a drummer, I can relate because I make some crazy faces when I'm drumming, man. Sometimes you're just feeling it. Oh no, no, and no, it's no, no, one no. thing when someone it goes frame by frame. I mean, who knows what they're gonna find? Dude. Well, that's the problem. And I'm a, I'm a guitar face maker. I do that too. It's a bad <laughs> habit. It's a bad habit. You know, it's a bad habit. The notes don't sound as good when you just look like uh, you're taking yourself too seriously. What I don't uh, what I don't get is the the little lip twitches and shit that that these guitar players do sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like John Mayer be. Oh yeah. I mean, you know what? It's just. You know, Santana's <laughs> the king of that. Santana. Yo, but that dude was tripping on acid. If we're talking about the Woodstock video, this is true. Maybe some of them were back in the day. Dude. Did, that makes did, sense. Do you know? You know the story about that, right? The snake. He thought it was a snake. Yeah, he in his thought hand. it was a fucking snake, dude. I mean, come on, man. You can't blame the guy for making faces. No, nah, but he's but he's always done that. Even even to this day. Now, oh, that, for he's, real? now, now that he's a much sober man, yeah, he'll he'll still do it. But he says he says that's the only way to get it out. And I agree with him because you know what? If you don't, there's a certain thing about committing, and a lot of people are afraid to commit to most things in life. And once you commit to these notes and to what you're playing, um, you're just, I find it very hard to believe that you can, at, us as humans can be as robotic as we want, like to just have a straight ass face while you're playing this extremely emotional thing. Mm, I, I find that very rarely does that happen. Very rarely does it happen to where somebody's playing something very emotional with a stone face. Right. Unless they're, you know, like focused, like unless they're like in a gaze. Well, maybe that's, that's something. But like, I could see it maybe if like like classical people, like someone yeah. in a in a in an orchestra who just has sheet music, it could be a very emotional piece like Requiem by Mozart or something. But they could just be playing it with a stone face because they're literally it's just like homework to them. Yeah, it, well, like but you know, even they are studio musicians. I used to think the same thing, but even they have some sort of weird. Uh, what's not weird? Well, yeah, they have like a process or a thing. Like I remember, I was watching these two guys, these two violin players, making fun of uh, Ben Shapiro playing the violin because it was 
<laughs> it was pretty good. Nah, I never saw this, but it uh, sounds funny. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. And these two violin players, uh, they're then they're you know they're very good at what they do, and uh, they were looking. So at they were ben- like critiquing his violin playing. Yeah, because he likes okay. to talk so much about how rap is not real music and oh about how classical God. is everything. Like you know, like I said, he's got such heavy opinions that of course you want to imagine you want to look at him and think, all right, let's see what you could let's see what you could do then. You know, right for sure. Um, and it was just you know they have certain ways to go. Like uh, like you said earlier, like they get a piece of sheet music, you know, and in a lot of these some of these you know when you're when you have the triangle, you're sitting there for like 15 minutes, <laughs> just vibing, you know, just part. kicking it. But when that part rolls in, you got to be there. And the thing is, when you look at the triangle player, for example, they don't just they don't just hold up the the the, the triangle and have this you know uh, hammer or whatever ready to hit it. Like they will literally sit there for a while and just count and chill. And when it's the time, you, that's when you pick it up and boom. You don't just wait. You don't just raise it up and wait. And uh, violins work the same way. Guitar works the same way. I've seen a lot of people that just sit there with their hand right on the note, just waiting for it. And you'll always get it off time. <laughs> You'll always get it off time because you're sitting there waiting for this moment too much. It's a, it's a certain Zen balance type of thing, you know? I see what you're saying for sure. Yeah. You can't, you're building up tension. Yeah. that I, I always notice that uh, if there's a song that I'm not too sure about, like during rehearsal or sometimes even during a show, hopefully if I'm playing a set, I'm confident about everything, but there's sometimes, you know, some songs are harder than others or whatever. I feel like oh, I maybe need a little more practice or whatever. If I'm like thinking about a specific part in the song the whole time, then when I get to that part, I'm going to be so fucking anxious that I'm going to fuck it up. Like it's it's really you just have to let the part come and let the song play and play how you play it. You know what I mean? And let the song play. Exactly. Yeah, like, like uh, yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Just let the song play, but you nailed it. Yeah. When yeah, when I'm thinking about the, like you said, I, I can't really keep my finger on the note as a drummer. Yeah, like why would you just have your stick over the right. the cymbal? <laughs> just wait. right, right, right. What? So I, I, but as a drummer, it's like when you're in the pocket and you know you have a fill coming in, yeah. and you know it's a hard fill. Like oh man, I'm I'm not always a hundred percent on this fill. Maybe I only hit it ninety percent of the time. Mm. If I find myself thinking like that, when I get to that part, I it, it, nine times out of ten I, I botch it, you know. And it's a really, like you said, a, a balance because you don't want to be too loose. Because I've gotten there where oh, it's too much feel and not enough control, like precision. For, yeah. I guess for metal, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you want to show that you're into it and headbang and this and that. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff that you know chugs are in rhythm with bass pedals a lot of the time so well, you're a prog metal drummer so you got a lot of, that's a lot of work you know to yeah be, the songs are long you know what I'm and saying? they capture different feelings through the song like yeah there's a lot of different stops goes, and starts yeah. um but regardless of that i want to be on point and uh i don't feel like being anxious about a part or whatever is how i'm on point it's just about feel and instinct and groove and uh <clears throat> being in the moment and uh, another thing about being in the moment is now that we're in the situation where, you know, shows are finally starting to start up again. I see a couple of shows here and there up more north in like West Palm, Pompano, that area because they're open as compared to Broward and Miami. Yeah. But I took a lot of shows for granted. You know, I've said this on the show before. I did. Shit. But I took a lot of shows for granted. Uh, I feel you. Sh- shows where it's like, oh, we got a show at Churchill's this, this Saturday or whatever. And I'm thinking like, man. This is the fucking 20th time we play at Churchill's this year. I'm fucking over it. Blah, 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 blah. I want to play out of town. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I played Revolution. So it's like, fuck, man, chilling in the green room at Revolution to 
playing at Churchill's on a Saturday, and there's nothing wrong with Churchill's. I love Churchill's, but you just want something different for you. At the time, it yeah. was easy to overlook how dope it was to have a spot to play at consistently. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm you with know. you there. It's a tough thing though, because you know I've had a lot. Of, I had some friends that dealt with the same thing with Las Rosas. You know, man, that's another they, spot I never got to play there. I, I've been dying to play there. I'd I'd been trying to get us booked there for a minute. I only went there once. I I I went there a couple times by myself, dude, to try, awesome. just to check it out. And when you go in the back where the stage is, it really opens up. I was so surprised. It's beautiful, dude. I was so fucking surprised how big it was once you get back there. Yeah, dude. But what were you saying about uh, Las Rosas? Uh, you know, I had some buddies that played there. Uh, I had some buddies that played there. And they had a great show, and then they were gonna play again, maybe like a month later. And I remember a lot. Most of the fans of their fans' reactions were just kind of like, "Oh, you're gonna play there again already." Like, even though, yeah, it's a great consistent thing, a lot of people, because th- that was their first show and it was a huge turnout, the place was packed. Uh, and uh, just, I guess, you know, playing the same location again a month or two later, people really weren't that excited about it. Like, they were kind of like, ah, I don't know, we don't think you should. And most people told them, don't do it. It was really weird. Yeah, they were like, you know, I, we don't think you should. Like, they're just as fans, I guess they were just, they just noticed that That's that was the so reaction. Weird. Yeah, because they didn't want to go to the same exact place twice. They wanted them to go somewhere else. It was really weird. So I, it's interesting, you know. It was interesting that that was their. That is. Uh, that was the reaction that they got. From I a lot get of it. Uh, from, like, uh, that's something maybe that you think to yourself, but if you're a fan of somebody, I don't see how it benefits them, telling them not to play a show just because you, Cause you feel don't go like there. it's redundant or whatever. Like, any show is a good show. That's the mindset that I have now. I'm with you. Mindset that I didn't have before is, uh, you know, a lot of shows I would drag my feet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, oh, man, unloading. And I would just <laughs> relish the moment that I put my drums back in my car and I was done for the night and I could just relax and watch my friends play, you know? True, true. Like, a lot of the times it was going to play a show for the hangout, you know, with the other bands. And uh, that whole scene, you know, it was never, not never, it was for those gigs that I wasn't really too into, it was more so about hanging out and, and, and getting to see my friends. I wasn't too stoked to play our set, mm-hmm. whether because I felt like, oh, it wasn't going to be a good turnout or because, like I said, it's like the 20th time we play this year here, whatever. Um, and I'm with you. I kind of just feel like now, like I said, I took them for granted. But yeah. I don't know. I think it is weird, though. If you're a fan of somebody, why tell them, hey, don't play this show, right? I guess it was because they, I guess in a way it was just kind of like, these, whoever these it's just kind were. of a shitty snide like <laughs> thing to say to someone. I think it is, but at the same time, I try to look at the intention behind it, and I'm like, okay, like you know what? If they went to play that show, and then there was like 20 people there, or well, even 20 is not even the worst thing on the planet <laughs> for for local bands these days. Hey, 20, 20 is 20 is a couple of bodies. But like, uh, but anyway, if if it if it's uh you know it was if it wasn't that many people compared to the other time, uh, I totally get it. You know, like maybe maybe they would have felt weird about it. Maybe they would have been like, so maybe I guess they didn't want them to kind of get discouraged or, you know, it wasn't like it was a million people. I told them it's just they got that was a big response they got from people. Okay, but just, uh, and it, it discouraged them from doing it. I think so. They ended up not doing it. Well, other shit happened anyway between the band or whatever that they didn't end up doing that other show. But, okay. uh, but the, you know, based on that reaction. But they, they ended up not doing it. No, nah, no. Nah. And the consensus was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do it. Maybe we should pull out or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah. so my thing here is uh, like, okay. You're saying like, what's the problem, basically? Uh, I, 
it's like these people that say, oh, what's the point of playing there so soon again? Just because you saw them at Las Rosas doesn't mean that there's not going to be a, a whole new crowd of people out that night. This you know what I mean? Too. They could play the same. The, I've played the same spot two weekends in a row and gotten two completely different crowds of people. That's a good move. You know what I mean? Where it's like one, one night I played an all-metal show. And the next weekend, it was a mixed genre show where it was some hip-hop acts, some this, some that. Oh, so you see other people. So I think it's mm. shitty for someone to say, hey, don't go play that show. Unless it's like a very specific reason. Like, if it's just, especially for a band that's just starting. You said they just played their first show at Las Rosas. That was their first show. And then it's like, all right, we're going to play a second show here again. It's like, yo, it's good, it's good exposure. It's good practice. It's good all of it like it's good experience you you know in the game sometimes you have games where you have to grind and do the same level over and over again to gain xp because you, you haven't leveled up to gain like okay you, you played las rosas it was a packed house it was phenomenal you go in and you book it to play again and then you let people talk you out of it and, and you go and play a new venue and it's your second gig you don't do as good they don't want to have you back you just shit uh, on an opportunity that you weren't ready for at the time. It's all about time and place. So let's say they take that second gig of Las Rosas, maybe even a third gig of Las Rosas or, or at Churchill's, which is down the fucking street. And then they play at that new big spot and they have experience now. Yo, I played Las Rosas a couple times. I played at Churchill's a couple times. Now I feel like I'm ready to go to Tampa or go to Fort Lauderdale or, or you know, something like that. You don't want to um, have like this kind of like alienate the band. Well, just put yourself in a situation where you're not ready for the big time yet. You know what I mean? You're, you're not as experienced. You know what I mean? You have someone. Uh, you you know who Brendan Schaub is? Sounds extremely familiar. Uh, he does a sh- uh, podcast called Fighter and the Kid. Oh, the guy that's on Joe Rogan. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes He's yes, on Joe yes. Rogan a ton. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Schaub he used to be a UFC fighter. Uh, uh, one episode is real famous. Joe Rogan talked him out of it. He's like, eh, listen, man, it's not really, I don't think this is for you. You're getting your ass kicked a lot. This <laughs> and the third. And so uh, he was doing a podcast with Brian Callen, the comedian at the time. And so he decided to quit fighting and start doing his podcast like full time. Now he does like a couple podcasts. He does stand up. Oh, he wow. was doing stand up for like a year or two. And then he got a Showtime special because he got a. He has a podcast on Showtime, and so they gave him a special, and his special was like notoriously shit. So, um, oh goodness, it's one of those situations where everyone's like, "Well, what do you expect? The dude's been doing comedy one or two years. I mean, like one and a half years max." When they gave him the special, he's gonna sound like a comic that's been doing it for one and a half, two years. Joe Rogan's been doing it since the the, the late uh, early nineties. So. Of course, he's not going to be as good as these other comics that he's around, but he's around famous people. So it makes him feel, you know, he's opening for Chris D'Elia and and Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz at the comedy store because all these comedians are in L.A. And so he's in a situation where he gets a a special. It's an inner circle. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely an inner circle. It's breaking up a little bit now with Joe Rogan moving and whatnot. And the Spotify deal, but and Dialia with the harassmentness. Oh my god! And the uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing an episode um, soon. I w- I want to make it a bonus episode with uh, uh, Augustino Zinga. Okay, he, he's a uh, 
uh, podcaster uh, from the UK. He has a show called the uh, Augustino uh, Zynga Show. <laughs> and, uh, Super creative. He, I know. Uh, great title. But he, he's really dope, man. I, I really dig his show. Um, and he talks a lot. He's been covering a lot of that crazy shit going on now with the LA scene. You know, the Spotify deal and Talia's accusations and even Brian Callen's accusations. Oh, Brian Callen's not on Fighter and the Kid anymore at the moment because <laughs> he got me too and so Brendan Schaub is like not addressing it. It's really weird. Um, and fuck Spotify too. Spotify sucks. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, but at the moment, at where I stand in the marketplace of podcasts, I gotta have it on there, and uh, I gotta kind of let them do what they want at the moment. I, I don't have. I, I was against Spotify for the longest, and then I was I was convinced of Spotify, and now I'm kind of in a in a situation where that's that's just uh where I'm at. All, it's all good until the show gets bigger. Because as soon as the show gets bigger, they're like, oh, what? You said the word faggot? We're, t- oh, we're, we're not letting you man. upload this episode. And and, and w- even if you said it in a comedic way to where you're using it ironically and actually being a little tasteful with it, not just, you know, it's not just actual hate speech, idiots. Right. Uh, even then, they'll be like, what? We're not allowing it. No, yeah. Do you do you understand what's going? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, have you heard? Not do you understand? Have you heard what's going on with Rogan and Spotify? Like the latest update, to where a lot of the employees, multiple employees, are 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 threatening to go on strike if they are not able to ban Rogan's episodes. I heard about this. So uh, in the uh, New York offices, right? Somewhere, somewhere. Don't even what, somewhere, and it's uh, they got a loud enough voice for it to be catching media attention. So yeah. it's kind of like you know, it's it's a really a, a thing they're trying to do. So it's just you know, and you know, even if it's not just hate, you know, speech. You know, when it comes to certain topics, certain guests that you will have on in the future, you know, depending on what they believe in, maybe those episodes won't even go up. I think it's it's very weird when we get into this uh, censoring thing of policing language. Yeah, I mean it's censorship. And I understand that uh, there's people that might find that word offensive or many words offensive, you know what I mean? But I feel like that's the whole reason we're here, you know what I'm saying? Well, we why don't we they live in a free country. We have freedom of speech, you know. Like you said, it's their platform. If they feel like they want to ban Joe Rogan, then ban Joe Rogan. But you got to realize they just paid the motherfucker 100 million bucks. And he has 1,500 episodes. Like, he has plenty of examples of content, of shit that you could have vetted before you decide to give the dude an exclusive licensing deal. I mean, what kind of... It leads me to sure believe that they didn't do their due diligence. It's on purpose. What do you mean? They're, like, what's on purpose? Like, they, they got into bed with Rogan. $100 million deal. Uh, Rogan told his fans, the show's going to be just the same. Right, they're not going to control anything. Lies, not 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 lies, but just like ignorance, I guess, because he didn't know. Nah, yeah, for sure. Otherwise, I, I, yeah, I'm sure it would have been a big. How deal. do you not know though? Well, how that's you, what you I'm trying. For a company like that, I, and you say. tell your fans, look, it's going to be the same. It's just a licensing deal, and the first thing that happens is they cut like forty episodes. Fifty, just no, the same shit, but still, yeah, fifty. It was 50. I, originally, I thought it was like 45, and then they gave a couple back. Maybe they're rounding, because the, the number I keep seeing is 50. Well, maybe they've removed some more in light of something, but wow. maybe, maybe they removed Crystalias or something now. <laughs> <laughs> they, he actually is one of them. 
He is. Yeah. His latest one or something. Uh, I saw I, I saw more crazy. than a few people in the name, and it was Ben Shapiro's in that name. Uh, Sakar Sakar. I don't know the name. Sargon of Akkad. That one, yeah. Yeah, that episode. They removed that one. That episode was so funny. Alex I, I, Jones. They removed. I think that's crazy. How are you going to remove one of the most popular shows of 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 the of the JRE? Well, but, they, uh, they call that censorship, my man. I think it's messed up. How do you, yeah, how do you feel about it? It's the worst thing on the planet. That what? he signed with Spotify? No, it's the worst thing in the world that they... Uh, well, well, number one... Number do you one, feel like it sets some kind of precedent? Number one, he doesn't even need Spotify. He really did Honestly, I don't want to say fuck Rogan because that's so stupid. But at the same time, it's like, bro, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, are you so comfortable that you're like kind of lazy that you don't want to uh, deal with building your own platform? Or, or or hosting it somewhere where you have some more creative control. Like, is are, it may, is he tired of doing the show? You know, like has it been a long time and he wants to move on? Because I'm like, bro, at this point, that's what I'm trying. You're to You're a hundred in, and and we were just talking yeah. off the air about how you're kind of getting over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know what? He also picked up on it at a good age. You know, he's been doing it. Fifteen hundred doesn't mean you've been doing it for a couple of months. <laughs> you know, he's been doing it for like a decade. Over, so, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, exactly. Based on the math, you know what I mean. So it's kind of like you know, he's he's meaning he he hopped on the train when it was still a very wild west free speech zone talk about what you want that's the whole reason for podcasting that's why this is not the radio i think it still is i think maybe his show isn't anymore well spotify if spotify keeps having this type of control over the podcasting world to where you know joe budden had a big deal with spotify recently to where well, now they quit. finally left well they yeah. left you know they they, they, they and the contract that was, ended he didn't resign contract ended and they offered them rolexes and they did the, the whole deal used rolex man i thought that was so crazy that he used was just putting Ro- all that out yeah used, used rolexes that were denied eventually when they picked them out because they said they were still too expensive for real yeah even after they picked them out they were like these are too pricey i didn't hear that part yep wow you know so just disrespect on top of disrespect uh so anyway uh, uh for their number one show yeah, you know, for, and, and, for like a year, uh, unbelievable. And that's what I'm trying to get at is that you know, even the, these are the these are the, the the cash cows for them. And if you can't even feed your cash cow properly, imagine what they bro like. Why they don't give a damn about the other ones? They're trying to turn podcasting into uh, the radio, into into music, into the music business. Whereas like you can only make money through one place one place you know what i mean whereas like you said it's kind of like in the wild wild west you know you can pick up your own sponsors do your own platform have you heard of red bar no please do tell uh red bar is uh this show i watch he just gets off (laughs) on like (laughs) his whole show is just him shitting on rogan and catlin and delia and the whole la comedy scene and you know impulsive and oh my god like he just all he does is is shit on these people and he uploads very small clips like very sparingly to his YouTube channel. Okay. Cuz his whole thing is he hosts everything on his site. He has a membership uh that is like X amount of dollars a month and you get his whole catalog Good, of episodes and apparently he's been doing it since like 03 or something like that. More power too. He pays his own bandwidth. It's all on his site. He he hosts his his live streams twice a week if you catch the live stream. You catch it, and if not, you can watch the episode later. But half the episodes are membership only, and half the episodes are free. Wow. And I think it's a great model. He sells his own merch because he's not beholden to anybody. He can play whatever music he wants. He's on his own website. Uh, He can say what the fuck he wants, and he says some nutty, crazy shit that I will not say on here because it is so... His humor is is next level. It's out there. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, it's very out there. Uh, And... um, 
he, like I said, he's he he doesn't have to answer to anybody because it's on his own site, and he doesn't even have sponsors. All his money comes from his membership and his merch. He feels like he said it on the show uh, that he feels like sponsor. Like once you throw in a sponsorship, it's like you're kind of beholden to them. If they're like, hey, you know, we don't really like this. You know, we're paying you. Then you're kind. Th- you either do what they say or the money stops. So it's true. What do you want? That's actually true. So if you're not beholden to any kind of ad person, then you can say and do what the fuck you want, and it doesn't matter what they say because the the uh, the uh, the money you make on your show has nothing to do with ads. It's off my own membership and it's off my own merchandise, and I really think that's the way to do it. The only problem is that he did talk about how expensive the bandwidth is and. It can be, yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, no. When you get the amount of viewers, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it ends up costing you a bunch of money. <laughs> that dude, well, Tom Green, when he did Rogan's episode, he was talking about how he had Cat uh, Von D on an episode one time, I think, mm. in the MySpace era. She was really famous then, and I think oh, yeah. he had like something like close to a million concurrent viewers or some shit like that at the time, which Holy was nuts. Wow. Like, I, I and he said that month he got a bill for like forty G's. Because the bandwidth is based on how many clicks how you get, basically. Used? Oh, yeah. God. So he got That's a huge bad. bill that, that month. He had no idea. So Well, hey, man, my podcasting role model does the same exact thing where he runs his own show. I don't know if he does his own bandwidth type of thing, but you know he does use Patreon and all these other sort of middlemen uh, type of companies. But uh, and even Patreon, they, they they suppress you a lot too. If you're not uh, if you're not super lefty, they they suppress a bunch of speech too. They do the same shit that Spotify does and all the other shit too. I didn't know that. Uh, they don't allow you know they don't allow a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, they do the same. And they take of, a cut. And they take a they take a big cut. I believe it's like twenty percent or twenty five percent. Yeah. It's like so think big. about that. Can I be extremely rude and take a piss really quick, man? Because these, these beer, you you should talk about this crazy game that's going on that we haven't <laughs> even we, we've been we've had this basketball <laughs> game playing in the corner. Yeah. So they're with our you know with our eyes on it. Uh, I'm not even much of a basketball cat. I really that's it, out of all the sports, it's the one that I enjoy the most. Really, I love it. I, I love really love ball, it. But go, go drain the hose. Yes, go, I will be go right. Drain it. Go make. That is what she said. Though. You gotta make. But <laughs> I do gotta, I do gotta make. <laughs> Let's see how much time we've been running on. Oh, we're almost at an hour. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, Alizar, he uh, went to go uh, make. It's a red bar term. Uh, I'm just this show is just becoming red bar. No, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I found him recently, his show and. Uh, Pretty big fan of what he does. Um, he doesn't do interviews, so probably not going to have him on the show ever. But uh, I am excited for this Augustino interview. If you haven't uh, heard of him, look him up on YouTube, Augustino Zinga. Uh, he has a really entertaining show. Talks about uh, some current events and, and a lot, a lot of stuff going on in the podcasting scene and the in the stand up comedy scene. You know, he covered a. Uh, a lot of the Crystalia stuff. And, um, you know, it, instead of uh, hyping up other shows, I could talk about what we're going to be doing here on the throne. Uh, I have a, a few other guests lined up as well. If you guys are excited for the show, uh, stay tuned. I'm going to be back in full effect doing shows consistently again every Friday. So make sure you, uh, you know, Stay locked in to our Facebook, our Instagram, and check those out. Right now, uh, I was talking to Alizar earlier about doing like a like a watch companion for the NBA Finals Game 1. We're recording this Wednesday night, 
And uh, it's third quarter. Lakers are all over the heat, 76-54, to 22-point lead. I-, I was thinking the Heat were going to put up a better fight than this after uh, going up double digits at, at one point uh, in the first quarter. But uh, it looks like the Lakers are going to pull it out. I mean, they're up 20 points, uh, 22 points with uh, only eight minutes left in the third. I mean, it's going to be a hard victory to, to pull out being down over 20. But Alizar just made it back. Oh, my God. And, Thank uh, you so much. That was so needed. No, yeah, no, do do your thing. But uh, oh, anyway. I was just telling them that, you know, I got some guests lined up. I uh, had a little bit of a hiatus that I had to deal with, and hopefully now I can come back to doing the show consistently. And uh, Congratulations on the new computer. Every Friday. Yeah, man, thank you. Uh, and the new recorder. Yeah, th- I really love this thing right here. Like the, the computer, thing. it's great for editing. It's great for gaming. But um, it really helps me to have this that I don't have to be beholden to the computer at all. Nothing is attached to the computer. All I got to do is connect it via USB and transfer the file over, and I can just edit it there, and it's brilliant, man. Uh, it's it's really phenomenal. I'm talking about the Zoom PodTrack P4. If uh, you're listening to the show and, and you're you're inspired to start a show or you've been thinking about starting your own podcast, I would certainly recommend picking this little gadget up because... It costs basically what a two-channel interface costs right now. The Scarlet absolutely costs around two hundred bucks, and this thing was a one ninety-nine. It's got four inputs. You can record phone calls. You can record Zoom calls, Skype calls, anything like that directly into it. It takes an SD card. It's got four separate headphone uh, jacks with four separate mixers, like volume-wise. It's just too convenient. Before I was using an <laughs> audio splitter. That only oh had God. one volume control, and every time you add another headphone to it, the audio splits even less. Mm. You know what I mean? I had a pretty cheap one. I had the Amazon Basics one. Oh, yeah. I used to use that one with, like, the five inputs. Yeah. Yes, yes, So yes. every headphone you add, once you get past three... Can't hear anything. No, dude, it's it's yeah. it's pretty shit. So Brovy had to deal with that at my at my at my. House. I didn't even have enough headphones to go around for them, man, but I got to have them back on soon. I think they're about to drop a single. That would be tonight? great. Midnight. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is tonight. A lot going on today, I guess. Yeah, man. Shout out to Bravi. They're they're always cool, man. They're you know what? That's funny. I haven't had them on. I should hit them up and have them, have them back on soon. But this thing. Pod track. Incredible, man. I, I definitely love it. Um, It's been a, a godsend. And now when I travel, hopefully I'll be having some great content. I just got to bring a mic and a cable and, well, a couple mics and a couple cables, but... Maybe find some kind of compact table stand or something. Because mm. the ones that I have now are kind of thick. You know what I mean? Like, I a, like a real search. thin, yeah, yeah. Something real compact, real okay. like trans, uh, tra- what is like it? Like a transportable or trans- whatever yeah, the word right. is. Mobile. Mobile, yeah, yeah. Real <laughs> mobile mic stand. Transportable phones. The one that I have now has a big circular base in it. And oh. you know what I mean? Like. On the bottom, it's just not going to fit too too kindly into a bag. But I mean, for you being mostly an audio guy, I think it's one of the best things you could have ever got for yourself. Yeah, I wish I'd really come good. out sooner. I mean, I don't know, man. They, Zoom, shout out to Zoom for for making amazing audio gear, bro. They've been they've been doing the podcast and the reporter game. Their little handheld recorders, those have been some of the best in like history. Like some of the most well well known and well used, uh, most used. Uh, audio recorders like for those interviews they like they hold the, the little recorder up to your mouth while yeah. you talk those were zooms 
back I, in the day. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, they're they're honestly they they got a bad rap among the metal community because they made those like guitar pedals back in the day when we were kind of coming up, and the pedals didn't sound that good. They were okay for the time, but uh, that's why a lot of people thought they were like the super cheap company, but really they're interfaces and their their studio gear their audio stuff is is what is where oh, it's yeah. at right uh, yeah and i've always <clears throat> noticed them for like they would sell these like digital cameras with like mics sticking out the top you know for you to record yourself acoustically or something like that so zoom needs to get into the only fans game <laughs> <laughs> you can hear all some the little noises. asmr asmr uh sounds God, that's so gross. Some, I've never some, some I've labia, never, some labia noises. Yeah, <laughs> I've never kidding. been into oh fucking, God. never been into ASMR. Yeah, but uh, I know a couple of people who like that soap cutting shit, where they cut the soap into it's like little cubes, like a hot knife. Yeah, really weird people stuff. Issues, man. I, I'm like, well, I mean, you know, whatever. I don't want to see people got issues because yeah, that's terrible. But, but you're kink shaming, <laughs> is that a kink? Oh God. <laughs> I, well, you know what? I bet half of them are jerking off to the uh, to the to the soap being cut. What else is there to do to that shit, dude? I mean, come on, you got to find some kind of entertainment out of it. It's fucking basically watching paint dry. What's up with the apples, man? Folks, today I got paid in apples. You got paid in apples. Somebody paid me in apples. What did you do? What service did you get paid in apples for? It was one of those times where you see a gift and you want to say like you shouldn't have, but you actually mean it. Yeah. So uh, this late this lady at my job. Okay. Asked me to do her a favor. Okay. Know? And uh, she asked me to do it. Just, just, it's this thing I do at my job all day, which is just looking for you know specimen or whatever. I, had to find, I do a little thing at the laboratory. And she was like, can you please help me? You know, I'll, 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 I'll pay you. I'll do something. And I was like, no, we're fine. I was like, it'll take me 15 minutes. I was like, no worries, you know. And then uh, eventually she... She asked me to help her again. She's like, I'll pay you. She's like, I'll give you. She's like, do you like apples? I'll give you apples. And I was, I just started laughing. And I was like, please don't give me apples. <laughs> like, don't give me apples. And and today I saw her and she says, Bobby, Bobby, she's Cuban, old Cuban lady. I bring you the, the apple. <laughs> hey, yo. And I was like, did you? Oh, man. And she thought, Yes, Bobby, come to the come to the cafeteria. And we went to the cafeteria and she pulled out two apples. Two in a bag. red apples. Yep. Well they were in her they were in her lunch bag and I put them in that bag because yeah, it was a thing. She paid me in apples. Very nice. And I was so upset. It's like the hundreds. Do I look like a fucking Aladdin's monkey to you? Like <laughs> what the fuck do you think I am? You, what do you what does she think? Like, bro, it, it comes from because she's Middle Eastern or something. They love that shit, don't yeah. they? Just pay them in apples. What the fuck? She's she bartering. Think? Yo. I I only use the word barter if I'm dealing in like stuff like that. Like I'm trading apples. Bro, I felt like That's it was bartering. like it was like Skyrim, dude. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck did you just do? I was like, I'll take two of your best apples. Yo, it was the oddest. And then I and then I really didn't want to take them home, but then I couldn't leave them in the fridge. Well, make at some my apple job. pie, man. <laughs> when life gives you apples, make apple pie. <laughs> make like, apple pie, like. man, or make apple juice. Well, really, I am going to eat the apples because I do like apples. But I was so They're annoyed delicious. that she paid me in apples. I was like, listen, you shouldn't have. I was like, a thank you would have been better than this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now you're you're giving me a task now. I got to fucking take these now apples Now I got to eat home. the apples. <sighs> yeah, that's another thing. Now I got to figure out what to do with these apples. So, yeah, don't pay people in apples, folks. I don't uh, think it's the worst thing that could have happened to you. It wasn't the worst thing at all, but at the same time, I shouldn't have just happened at all. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> like, 
why did you do it? Like, don't do this ever again. Don't pay anybody in Apple. So let's talk about your show, man. Real quick, 180 turn. Please do. What the fuck is going on with it? I have been really annoyed with the podcasting game uh, for quite a bit. And then especially until, especially recently, and since this quarantine hit. Why? Because as soon as, every t- every, as soon as the quarantine hit, every celebrity and their best friend started a podcast. Right. And the price on webcams went up. The price on camera links has gone up. The pr- camera links? Yeah, there's this thing called the, a cam link by Elgato. You can connect your DSLR camera to your through HDMI cable to your oh, computer. Oh, yes. Okay. So you can just, instead of using a webcam, you can just use a super dope ass yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, price on that went up. They're actually out of stock now. Wow. I think they should be back in stock by now. Anyway, it's just been really annoying because as if there wasn't enough competition before, now... There's even more competition from celebrities that are getting paid by companies and the podcast look worse. They sound terrible. So at, at the end of the day, the, the, the market is just getting flooded with bullshit, right? There's people that are getting paid to do less, getting paid to do less than you, you know, meaning uh, Drink Champs, for example, right? A show like Drink Champs, shout out to Nori. You know, uh, a show like Drink Champs in the middle of a freaking restaurant or a bar, whatever it is, right? They just got, they're talking all over each other. They're, 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 they got a bartender there ordering them drinks. The echo is terrible. The, the It's just the worst podcasting I've ever seen in my like life. the worst setup? Not even the setup, but, well, I mean, number one, their podcasting manners are just, it's, it's debate worthy. It's just kind of like, oh, who's, who's talking about right. what? Uh, so on top of the, the podcasting manners, it's just the worst presentation. You know, and I just wonder, like, man, how, as if it wasn't hard enough to get discovered as it was before. Now, like I said, you got to deal with people getting paid a lot more to do a lot less, and that that gets a very it's a very slippery slope. And also the censoring, yeah, the censorship, the censorship, the censorship. You have any idea how annoying it is for me to watch YouTube these days, where people cannot use uh, words like, uh, you know, like. Um, like sexual harassment or something like that. You know, now they got to say spicy behavior. Spicy behavior. Who the fuck is saying? If you say spicy behavior, listen to me. If you say spicy behavior, I don't fuck with you. Well, then you don't fuck with most of the top YouTubers these days because a lot of them. uh, Yeah, literally. And, uh, you know, that's the problem, though. You have people, once again, getting paid a lot more to do a lot less. People that are not wanting to talk about real topics. Why? Because they know YouTube is going to suppress them. YouTube is going to not have their channels get related to uh, get related video recommendations. Um, it that's how it goes and facebook for example facebook i follow a show called stuck in the middle shout out to those guys yeah local podcast up in davie you should be on there sometime because it's a very no holds barred type of environment okay i think you would do very well there i just i'm so uh uh introverted well i find it hard to meet new people and you know be the life of the part like I don't know. I wouldn't mind doing it. I'm just saying that's probably why I haven't because I think they've reached out to me and I kind of didn't say anything. Mm. Well, if you ever get bored one day, do that. You might like it. You never know. <laughs> you know, uh, and <laughs> their show, they talk about some heavy stuff. The show, it's called Stuck in the Middle because it's supposed to be in between two political sides. Okay. And they talk about a bunch of other stuff too. They'll talk about shootings. They'll talk about cops. They'll so talk they kind of talk about like current events. Basically, exactly. Okay. Politically, exactly. And uh, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're very familiar with a certain Netflix movie that came out recently about the uh, little kids. Cuties. Well, yeah. You know. I can't get myself to watch it. That's actually. (laughs) I wouldn't just. 
even i mean no, I, I can't i just can't do it i just don't think that's a lesson i need to learn because i think i already know that you know i'm like yeah, yeah kids i think you be can tell a story i i here's my point with that um i've heard people try and defend it and say oh it's a good coming of age story this that, <laughs> and the third and uh, i just feel like uh it's like you can tell that story without exploiting the girls like if you're going to have a movie where you depict girls of that age doing that stuff, it's like it's no longer a movie when you literally have 13-year-olds twerking in front of a camera for profit. And you know, 13 is one thing. Uh, and it's not that a, a year. They're not makes 13 in the movie. They're 13 in real life. That's the crazy part. To me, if you're like I said, if you're going to do that, cast an 18-year-old that looks like a 13-year-old. And in the movie, they're supposed to be 11. That. Uh, so you know it's like yo and come on, th- that's man. what i'm saying I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to see no fucking kids twerk no, no yeah, man no no and you know? like i said it's you can problem. make a movie without doing all that and have it still be tasteful and not damaging the kids frame of mind i mean we're it's it's kind of a known thing that that girl who did exorcist Ended up fucked up over it because she was saying crazy shit that you shouldn't say when you're that age. She was saying, oh, oh your mother sucks cocks in hell and this <laughs> and that. Yo, but they for a little girl, that? that's one of the f- most famous lines of that movie. Oh, God. She tells the priest that. I thought it was in the, de- is it in the deep voice thing? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just a voiceover or something. You know, I thought something. Just nah, she, she had to say it. Yeah, So, I mean, you know, uh, I think they just thing. used distortion and stuff on her voice. But yeah. She had to say that and... uh and you know the the vomiting and the it's a it's a crazy role to play and for a little girl it has an effect so for for them to say oh it's just a piece of art it's telling a a very dark story it's like it it's very real or raw or whatever kind of fucking term you want to use it's still 13 year old girls twerking in front of a camera for money at the end of the day it's like if you want to do a movie about the horrors of drug abuse and scene one you have the dude doing drugs right but it's not fake drugs you literally like no 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 i need you to start pumping this heroin into your veins right now this is what i'm going for i need the real thing because it's like you can say oh but it's not real they're twerking in the movie isn't okay but what's going on it's not cgi it's not right it's not so (laughs) it's the same thing for me like that it's like all right i'm gonna make a movie about um the the dangers that porn has on the psyche of a of a vulnerable person and the first scene i'm gonna need you to get fucked on camera <laughs> it's like wait we're talking about how bad porn is for your psyche or whatever and the first thing you want me to do is porn <laughs> well <laughs> that's how i look at it Make, correct me if i'm wrong if you like what's your I'm point of view i see i see your point on that one my my angle on it is just that uh i understand that it's a it's a it's a movie. It's got a message. The message of the movie is that children should not be sexualized. That's the message. But that's what, that's what the movie does. That's what it does. Well, in a way, here's the thing. Because the problem is that the movie just shows that there's an interest. I feel like the movie just makes fun of uh, TikTok kids, for example. You know? We see plenty of TikTok kids doing the stupid WAP challenge and all the dumb shit. You but know what should I mean? they be? Sorry? Should they be? Should they be doing it? Right. Well, don't get me wrong. If they weren't doing it on top of TikTok, uh, uh, if they weren't doing it on TikTok on camera, they would be doing it like with their friends with the door closed, you know, like, you know, like girls did back in you know the day. And it was just a thing, you know, like girls have been twerking since, you know, they're teenagers. But it's about it's, the thing is, it's just a, it's a commentary 
because I think it's not for children to watch. It's a it's a mature movie, so it's made for older people to watch. So it's made Which to I make you weird. It's made to make you uncomfortable on purpose. My issue with it is the way Netflix has handled it. The movie being made and the message of the movie is one thing. Uh, whether it's done tastefully or not, I don't know. I haven't seen it. But the way Netflix handled it with the promotional, uh, the promotional footage, uh, promotional picture with the girls and the weird, and they look kind of like, you know, with the weird airbrushing and all the weird outfits and all this kind of stuff, you know, with the neat pads and all this shit. Yeah. It's like, yo, what? Um, that was weird. Uh, the way Netflix described the movie was really weird. It said something, it was like a coming of age tale or whatever, you know. Then also after the backlash, you know, Netflix, I'm sure you've seen the post where they were asked whether they support pedophilia or not or whether they condemn it. They just said, we can't comment on that, which is like, why not? Like, is that legal in most places? Because I wow. don't think so. <laughs> like, no, wow. Why can you not condemn that? What do you mean? No, what? that's crazy. So, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, the movie is one thing, but the way that Netflix has handled it annoys me with Netflix. Yeah. And that's my other issue is that, you know, it, they, they're the ones that are in charge of marketing it. I don't think after it's out. Yeah, I don't think uh, it's something that's gonna like. I you know people are unsubscribing from Netflix and that's fine, but I don't think it's really something that's gonna affect the bottom line really uh, at the end of the day. Um, but um, I think it, if you want to watch it, watch it. I mean, it's there to be watched. I'm just personally not gonna subject myself to that. Yeah, no, um, no thanks. No thanks. I just yeah no I, I don't think it's uh in like intuitive. You're making a point that girls shouldn't be exposed to that or exploited in that way and what you have them doing is exploiting them in that I mean, way and that's just my opinion on it. yeah i just don't really want to see them like trying to practice twerking and one nah. telling the other how to do it and all that shit no, and i heard there's a weird scene where like one of them has to take a picture of like her stuff like on a phone and show that's it to so people crazy that that's even i mean thing. i yeah, no, not my thing, man. But and, um, you know, but that, uh, that's don't get me wrong. I've seen, yeah, pretty much. And I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, and you know what? Here, <laughs> here's something really odd. Damn, I didn't, I didn't link this in my brain until right now. So, growing up, I used to watch a lot of Sundance Channel. Yeah, you familiar with Sundance? Like the the film festival. Right. Well, they used to. I don't know if they have the channel anymore. But growing up, they had the Sundance Channel, which mm -hmm. was just all independent movies all the time. Okay. And uh, some of the stuff would be crazy, and some of it, you know, some of it was just a lot of it is foreign. Well, a lot of it is foreign, and a lot of it is independent. So you're not dealing with Hollywood telling you you can't film that. You know, uh, that's the first time I saw some of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. You know, Requiem for a Dream. Watching that movie at 13, I was like, what? Like that's bro, that's why I always stayed away from hard drugs in my life, dude. I just seeing that movie as a child. You know, uh, spoiler. Well, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but just go watch that movie. Um, you know, that's one of the first examples of addiction that you see, you know, in, in this type of thing. And then I've heard it's a phenomenal movie. I've never seen it personally. If you're a fan of uh, Jared Leto, you might like it. OK. If you're a fan of uh, Marlon Wayans, I believe he's in there, too. It's 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 a good one. It's got a, it's got a few people you recognize. Um, great movie, though. Great. movie, Shocking. And I yeah. saw it twice in my life, and I'll never see it again. I, the second time I saw it as like an eighteen-year-old, we were at a buddy's house, and they just threw it on, and we just—I watched it again, and still has the same chills, you know. Just still really messes you up. Anyway, check that one out. Uh, point is, Sundance Channel, they would show movies like that. I saw a movie called Happiness, I believe it's called, and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. If you're familiar with him, um, uh, yeah, that name's familiar. If I saw his face, I'd recognize him. Doesn't matter, but. It was it was a good movie, and uh, you know in the movie there's you know there's a kid that gets you know kind of touched by an, uh, inappropriately by an adult, right? 
you know and i remember the scene as a kid you know and they didn't they didn't show anything crazy like that really what happens is like the kid pees and there's like blood that comes out and then like his i da- feel like i've seen this and then his, movie yeah and then his dad is like what the fuck happened and then he like tells him and then his dad's like freaking out and they like go meet the dude that like did it and they like go kicks his ass or something or like so they had this big scene it was a wild movie bro and you know seeing that as a child <laughs> Those things will, you know, they, 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 they really impact you a certain way, but it wasn't as crazy as this cuties thing where, you know, you see, you don't see anything crazy happen, but, um, those type of things are impactful. So can they tell the story? Sure. Maybe it all depends on how they do it. I'm just not trying to see it. If anybody's seen the movie, you, you know, yeah, feel free to chime in. Yeah. Well, when I did talk to Augustino, he did a video covering that. So that's something I wanted to talk about. Cause I, I, I didn't necessarily agree with his point of view on a couple things that he mentioned. What'd he say? You know, he's more European. So he was more lax with that kind of shit. And, yeah, yeah. uh, it's just just act kind of yeah you know and he 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 sat through the movie so he said uh that he felt like it was a good story you know he felt like if if you were like an immigrant you could relate to certain things and i'm sure that's the case i just still feel very strongly that those scenes depicting those things weren't really necessary and you take the scenes out and it's basically just a bland movie from what i hear i've seen a bunch of reviews on it I, I've I've done my due diligence pretty much to the extent that I could without physically watching the movie. But yeah. um, regardless, man, I think it's a good topic to end on. I got to wrap here over an hour. It's almost eleven at night. I think it's past eleven at night. Damn, but um, time blue. Thanks for having really me, man. Did man? No, um, thank you so much for coming. I know it was last minute. I had some stuff go down behind the scenes. <laughs> But that's regardless of the point. Um, I really always love having you on the show. Let me know when when you want to, you know, get the ball rolling with your new idea for your show. Absolutely, man. Um, it's gonna be great. I'm excited for everything down the future. Shows are starting to open up. Yeah. Um, and I'm back, guys. I'm back. Um, back in action. Back consistently. It's been a wild ride. I had Johnny Christ on the show a few fucking months ago at this point. <laughs> and um, sick episode I know by the way. It's it's been it's been a bit of a slow motion operation since then, but I assure you now I'm back on track. I'm doing my best to book some of the dopest guests um for the future. And we're gonna keep chugging along and, and, and hopefully keep moving forward with bigger, bigger, bigger and bigger guests. Um but where can the people find you, Alazar? If you guys want to follow me, it's at Alizar Chand all over the interweb, the web is fear, the globus, whatever. Uh, follow. I'm gonna be working on some new music very soon. I listened to this. Yeet. I listened to the song called "Stitches" by this dude Sean Mendes. That's a very famous dude, I guess. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's like, well, this, is, this is a really good pop song. I I listened to that song literally a hundred times today. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I I was like, man, because every every time I heard it was a new pop music, man. Pop music, they mix it and they master it so well. If you guys want to follow the show, it's at Shut Up Let's Talk, all over the interweb, the web is weird, the whatever. The show's coming soon. I got a hot sauce video coming very, very soon. I got a potato chip review coming very soon. Oh, yes. I got a show coming up about shoes coming very soon that I'm not that I'm going to be filming. Uh, I'm not going to be the host of that one. Okay. Be on the lookout for that. I got a show about spicy stuff. coming. We've got a lot of content coming soon, a lot of actual just content, 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 folks. So be on the lookout. I got a show about toys coming soon got a lot in the pipeline folks got a new camera we're leveling up we're leveling up i've been punching away underneath that waterfall this whole time okay well game man good to hear man it's all about uh mixing it up and coming up with some new things for the people but um honestly alazar uh i just want to say thank you man if y'all are listening and y'all don't follow the show make sure you follow us at the underscore throne underscore podcast on Instagram, the throne podcast on Facebook. We're on Twitter, the throne pod. Um, 
anything else, you know, hit me up, DM me if you want to be uh, on the show. Always accept a new guest, especially now. Got to stay booked. Got to stay busy. Uh, maybe might start uploading some clips to YouTube from older episodes, you know, stuff like that. It's just uh, got to get the ball rolling. Got to get uh, back on the horse and and, uh, and don't stop, don't quit, pretty much. Um, let's get another round of applause in quick for uh, Alizar for coming on, man. I oh, appreciate thank you, you so much. Uh, thank oh, you, yeah. everybody. Thank you. Thank and you. look at you. You got your yeah. tits out again. Oh, one more time. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. No, really, guys. Uh, I really appreciate you guys listening and sticking with me throughout this hiatus. It's been a, a long journey, and we're back, man. Uh, that's pretty much it. See you next week.